When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, what a morning we've got working. Russell's return, Steph speaks, quarterback questions, and late-breaking, breaking news from Big D. It's a Tuesday. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Well, one place to start here is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire, and I am delighted that my friends Dan Graziano and Dominique Foxworth are good enough to hang out with me and do a few minutes here as we wrap up, get up for this morning, and Jeff Saturday will make his way over as well, and a lot of what we were planning to talk about went out the window in the last 15 or 20 minutes. I have the soundbite, guys, so you'll be able to hear it. This is Jerry Jones within the last half hour on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. A reminder, the day after Dak Prescott had surgery, Dan, I mean, make sure that I'm getting all this right. Yeah, I had surgery yesterday. On his thumb. Yep. Uh, in which, the, uh, on our understanding, was they were inserting a plate into his thumb, right? A, a pin, plate, maybe, I'm not a hand surgeon, but that, that is what I understand, Like yes. major surgery yeah. Yeah. to his thumb. Jerry Jones saying they are not going to put him on IR. Listen. Uh, we uh, feel very good after surgery, after listening to the medical people uh, that... Uh, Dak has a real chance to uh, be back out there throwing the ball pretty quick. Do you think the timeline is closer to the four-game timeline or, or, or the six to eight? I've as good as I know how to give, only, as you know, uh, in medical, nobody knows those timelines good. But if we thought he wasn't going to be ready to go for uh, four games until after four games, we would put him on IR. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Uh, Dominique, you don't like it. Not at all. I mean, I, I guess they don't feel like losing the roster spot matters maybe, but you don't want to cr- create a, a paradigm where the expectation is that you come back from a broken thumb on your finger, and that's what they're doing. You don't want to do that to a quarterback. Uh, you don't want to do that to anybody, but you don't want to do that particularly to a franchise quarterback, a player, and a person that you supposedly care about and you need for the long term, particularly when the risk-reward seems – like, the reward isn't even there. If they're being honest with themselves, they don't have a Super Bowl-winning roster. I might, like, we talked about how this is similar to Baker last year. Like, the Browns had a Super Bowl-caliber roster last year, and you could make the argument that it's worth risking that for that particular player from the from the team standpoint. Certainly wasn't worth it from Baker's standpoint because he's now in Carolina. So from Dak's standpoint, I could understand maybe taking this chance – if they had the same team that they had when Dak was a rookie, but that ain't what out there right now. And it seems like they're taking an unnecessary risk and they're creating a situation in Dallas and the team that is covered so aggressively. <laughs> they're creating a situation where everyone is going to expect him to come back sooner than is like 
advisable for an injury like this. And none of us are, are medical people like uh Yeah, Jerry we don't know said. the medical stuff so good. <laughs> Not so good. No. As Jerry just said, we don't know what that good, but um but but it, you know, Danny, you made the point on TV as we went off the air. They already are holding a roster spot for Michael Gallup. Yep who didn't play week one, and we're not sure quite when he will. And for anyone who says, well, how valuable is it? It's valuable, oh, right? It's extreme. Like, you, you get you get two injuries in your linebacking core in the middle of a game, and now you're playing uh, shorthanded. This is a very, very puzzling decision. Yeah, they didn't exactly look like a team that can just throw away roster spots, right? I mean, I don't know how deep they are. Look, I mean, if you're going to announce this or say this as Jerry did, it's got to accompany a couple things. One, you have to have an honest conversation with Dak Prescott where you say, hey, this is the move we're making. Don't make it make you think we want you back. And you come back when you're ready. Period. I would also say you have to say that publicly. Like we are not going to we're going to put any pressure on Dak. We're holding this out in case, but we're not. This is there's not an expectation on him to hurry back because that's the worst thing he could do is to rush back from something like this. He's got to make sure you uh, that you it's couldn't all have the had that right. conversation because I mean he just had to search. The anesthesia hasn't even worn off right. yet. Like we <laughs> don't agree to anything. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you make an interesting point, Dominique, because I know how uh, we we joke sometimes on our TV show that you're Dak's cousin because you've been very protective of him. There will be a segment of people who, if he doesn't come back in four weeks, will now question him, right? They'll question his toughness when that is, there's a 99% chance that's ridiculous. That is a ridiculous way of viewing it, but it will happen, and it would certainly not have happened if they put him on IR. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we joke about me being in the Prescott family in part because I recognize some, like, inexplicable bias against Dak Prescott way back to when he was being compared to Carson Wentz. And I became a Dak believer and I saw Lane because everyone was doubting this guy who so obviously was good. Yeah. So that's how I became a part of Dak Prescott fan club or family, or whatever. I'm not naive. I'm not stupid. I know he's not Patrick Mahomes, but I also know that he seems like the type of guy who is going to do what's best for the team. And he wants to say the right things. Mm -hmm. He wants to do the right things. And it seems to me like right now they're putting him in a situation where he almost has no choice or he's going to have to be someone who he hasn't been. Someone who says no to Jerry Jones and says no to the Cowboys fans, which they're not going to take it well. So, I I mean, I, I hate this for him. I hope that. When he comes back, he's ready for it, and he does not impact his career long-term or, I mean, even Mm -hmm. short-term. Because the perception around him, there are people who seemingly want him to fail, and he's not going to succeed in this situation, whether his thumb is healthy or not. And it's going to look really bad with a bad thumb. Look, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys – is is to pro football what center fielder for the New York Yankees used to be. I mean, look, it's Roger Staubach, it's Troy Aikman, it's Tony Romo. They get an extraordinary amount of attention. There's good and bad that comes with that. Let's see where it goes. Again, I, I, to me, it seems unfathomable that he's going to play in the next four games. So we'll see. I'm greeting. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Get renter's insurance to protect the things that make your place a home, including coverage for theft or damage. Visit Progressive.com. I'll tell you, there's one person who's happy about this, and that person is Nathaniel Hackett, because (laughs) that has taken our attention, and I would assume that of many other people, away from the worst debut of the NFL weekend. I, I don't care what else you saw. I don't want to hear about Trey Lance. I don't want to hear about... You cannot coach a game worse 
than Nathaniel Hackett did for the Denver Broncos in Russell Wilson's return to Seattle last night. Danny, I mean, how do we begin to count the ways? Look, I mean, it, it, it looked like a guy who was doing this job for the first time. And that job, he's doing two jobs, head coach and offensive play caller. Uh, and it, it was sloppy. They, they had a hard time getting the play in on time. There were, there were 12 penalties in the game. Several of them were delay of game penalties. And then there were a couple of plays where it looked like they were hurrying to try and avoid another delay of game penalty, and, and disaster ensued. And then, of course, the clock management in the final minutes, the final drive, the lack of urgency, and then getting to the point where you pick up uh, you don't pick up. You, you, you gain nine yards on third down. You have a fourth and five, and then you let 40 seconds tick off the clock, even though you have all three timeouts. And then you decide ultimately to kick a 64-yard field goal that obviously uh, did not go in. It was just it, – it was bad. It was, it was a badly managed – and we may – I said this. We may look down the road and say Nathaniel Hackett has turned into a wonderful head coach right. and a great offensive mastermind, and I'm sure he's going to be better than he was last night. But there's just no sugarcoating it. It was a really, really bad game for him in his debut as a head coach. Yeah, we talk about a lot of teams are like a quarterback away. You don't want to be a coach away. No. Because this roster found the quarterback. And they had, they're pretty much loaded everywhere else. They played well on defense. They had players making plays that, I mean, even that Jerry Judy touchdown catch, that's a special play. Not very many people can do that. It wasn't a perfectly yeah. designed play. It wasn't a perfect thrown ball. He came back and caught it, caught it and turned into something. Uh, Chubb had two big sacks. Um, and Patrick Sertan is holding his own against DK Metcalf. Like, mm-hmm. these are good players. It's a championship-quality roster, and it frustrates me as a former player to watch a coach make really bad decisions. You made a good point. What I can um, like say to my friends in Denver that can give them some hope was this was just the first game, yeah. and sometimes it requires a little bit of pain to learn, and I hope that – not I hope, I know that Nathaniel Hackett is feeling terrible right now about the decisions that he made. I hope that he comes out sooner or later and takes responsibility because that – upset me more than anything else. Here's what bothered me the most about it. So, Dan, you are a journalist and you cover the sport for us as a journalist. Dominique, you're a former player. I have had for 25 years now the privilege of being a fan with a microphone, and I take that very seriously. So as a fan, here's what bothers me. A lot of coaches do things that I disagree with. That's fine. You're, you make a decision. Right. I don't know half as much about this. These guys do. This was and, and what drives me crazy is when coaches make decisions that make no sense, that no one could explain them. It's one thing for me to disagree. You went for it on fourth down. Oh, I wouldn't have. That's a totally different conversation than no one can give me an explanation for this that says the way they chose to do it was the best way to do it. And further, for his explanation to be, I think we just got sacked. I'm going to yeah. play. I think this is the soundbite I have here. Let's listen to it. Fourth and six for me during that time. We have been just moving it slightly. Uh, they weren't moving it with big chunks. I think we had just given up a sack right no, before No, no, no. You hadn't just given up a yeah. sack yeah. right yeah. before that. No, you hadn't been moving it in small yeah. chunks. I mean, what's he talking about? Was he watching? The, that's the thing that bothers me. He was completely unprepared to answer the question because he was completely unprepared to make the decision in the first place. Those are decisions, Dan. You guys would know this greater than I would. These are decisions get made like on Wednesday in a yeah. meeting on a Wednesday. If we're in this situation, we do this. If we're in this situation, we do this. We're not leaving this to chance. And, and if the issue is it's, it's the speed of the game, the speed of the clock, right? That's why you have three timeouts, right. none of which had yet been called. So you had the opportunity. If you felt like, well, we got to think about this on fourth down. What are we going to do? Take that opportunity with a minute left in the game. I don't hang the entire game on a 64-yard field goal attempt. So, again, look, it's a, it's a debut. He's new at it, right? Like, you know, but 
I mean, objectively, you're trying to win yeah. this year's AFC West, right? <laughs> with, with Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and Justin Herbert and a Raider team that went to the playoffs last year. It's going to be tough. You mm. gave away a game. Definitely a better team than the Seattle played, Seahawks and should have won. I played for Mike Shanahan in Denver, and he will be a Hall of Fame coach at some point. So maybe this isn't fair. Well, to be honest, every coach that I played for, we ended practice on a two-minute drill. Every day. Mm-hmm. So we got practice at these situations. These are, like you mentioned, these are decisions that should have been made a long time ago. And you alluded to this, Greeny. That's the frustrating part for me is he was not ready for that moment or he was ready for that moment. And he made the wrong decision because the point you're making is even if you decide to kick it there, call the timeout to save you some time. Yes, of right. course. Even if you make the bad decision, still optimize your chance of winning. He made the wrong decision. Okay. And then he continued to compound how bad that decision was by letting the, to- the clock tick. And then what really frustrates me as a former player is he goes to the press conference afterwards and he doesn't say – he doesn't take responsibility. And like that, you can build off of a bad situation like that when you say, look, man, I'm sorry. I blew that. It was my bad. I made a mistake. I'll learn from it. Getting up there and, like, trying to convince us of something that we know is not true, like insulting my intelligence, that is frustrating for me. So I hope he doesn't have to tell us anything. I hope in the team meeting uh, today, because they normally come in and work out the day after the game, that he brings everyone in. It's like, I messed up. I'll never do it again. I want you to be accountable. I'm going to be accountable. I'm sorry. I bought a book about clock management. <laughs> I'm going to read it. I won't be at practice today because I'm going to be in my office reading. But it's like, I mean, last year, Brandon Staley with the Chargers getting all kinds of grief for fourth down stuff, right? right? And, and Because it didn't work. He has, here's why I did it. Yeah. This is why this is exact. This is what supports my going for. I know it didn't work out, but, but this, this sounded like, it, it, his explanation sounded as frantic as <laughs> the decision felt in the moment, right? Like right. he did, just didn't have his arms around it. I, I'm also, I mean, I just went back to the play-by-play to make sure that I wasn't forgetting something that happened. They were not sacked on no. that drive. No. There was no sack. So it was when he's a, saying, I think we had just gotten sacked, I don't know what he's referring to, but they were not sacked. There was, wasn't there like, a, like a, a screen pass or something like that that lost yardage? There was okay. some play that lost yardage. Maybe. Yeah, and he yeah. might have been thinking about that. But, yeah, yeah that was not uh, technically right. a sack. Yeah. I mean, it, somehow it got to be 30-14, yeah. so they have to have lost yardage. Right. Anyway, that just drove me nuts. All right, one last thing before we go. Every single day, question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. You can go on my Twitter, at ESPN Greeny, and cast your vote as every day. And I asked the question, if you are starting an NFL franchise tomorrow, who is your overall number one pick? I put three options up there. Hmm. And then I put other. And every now and again, I will look at the mentions. I got a lot of people mad at me for the choices I made. So I'm just going to give them to you. I put Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and other. Those felt to me like the three most obvious options Uh if you were starting an NFL franchise. Would either of you immediately jump in and say, I left someone obvious out? I mean, I think Lamar Jackson or Joe Burrow would be the names I go to. I'm getting a ton of Joe Burrow. I'm getting a ton of Greeny. How can you not have Joe Burrow in there? I think it's easier to make an argument for Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow had an incredible season last year, but he is a similar style quarterback to those other guys, and I'd rather have any of those other guys than Joe Burrow. Lamar Jackson, you can make an argument because his style of play um, makes every makes life easier for everyone on your team, including your defense. But uh, yeah, I would pick Patrick Mahomes and not lose a wink of sleep. I, I'm just going to tell you right now because it is this close. Uh, I've, I've I do these polls every single day. 
Right now, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are tied. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert is way behind them. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are literally tied. So if you want to swing this thing, go to my Twitter, at ESPN Greeny, and cast your vote. Graziano, who would you vote for? Mahomes. I, I absolutely would take Mahomes. We've seen him do it. We've seen him win the Super Bowl. The case for Burrow, to me, is simple. He took the Cincinnati right. Bengals yeah. to the Super Bowl in his right. second year. The, the Bengals, like this is like as, as, as low as it can get in terms of distance from Super Bowl before this guy got there. There's something about him, but can't go wrong there. I'm still going to take my home. I got to go in late. I love you both. You guys are the best. Thank you, Graz, Dominique. We'll try and get Saturday in here later. Coming up, I believe I've been threatened, and I've never been less worried about it in my entire <laughs> life. You will hear why next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift today. That's Macy's.com slash gift For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I'm sorry, what? What? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? All right, so I I said uh, that I feel like I've been threatened and I've never been less worried about it in my entire life. I want to make clear that I say that tongue-in-cheekly. But the coach of the team I root for, the New York Jets, basically went on there yesterday and said, all these people who criticize us and doubt us, I'm keeping receipts and I can't wait to shove it down your throat. That's what he said. We do our best to ignore the noise and keep the main thing the main thing, which is finding ways to produce. And uh, and for all those people, just like I told our beat here about 15 minutes ago, for all those people who continue to talk and to continue to doubt, we're taking receipts. And I can't wait, and I'll speak for the entire organization, to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. 
Okay, so I don't even know what that means. So, so let me be I don't know exactly who he's referring to. If he's referring to his own fans, of which you count me as one of them, that's all I am. I'm a fan. Um, I think that is a ludicrous thing to say. There's nothing in the world I want more than criticism of the franchise that I have spent my entire life rooting for to be shoved down my throat. You have to understand that we want the same thing. But different people approach these things different ways. What do you want me to say? For a decade, the team has stunk. That was before you got there. It continues as you are there. And we'll see what happens as we go forward from here. But I'm going to say to you what I said to Herman Edwards once a very long time ago. And Herman, back when he was the coach of the Jets, I had far greater criticism of him than I've had of anything recently. And then Herman came to work here at ESPN, and he's become one of my dearest friends. Herman Edwards is one of my favorite people in the world. We play golf together. We talk to, regularly. We sent, uh, stay in touch. He's out in Arizona now, but, you know, so I haven't seen him in a while. He's one of my dearest friends. Stuff isn't personal. Here's what I said to Herman. Remember when you were playing for the Eagles and you guys were in the Super Bowl? I was rooting for the Jets. Remember when you were coaching in Tampa? I was rooting for the Jets. Remember when you then came to the Jets? I was rooting for the Jets. Remember when you got left the Jets to go to Kansas City? I was rooting for the Jets. Remember when you came to ESPN to work? The, that's what I'm doing. That's what we do. I'm still sitting in those same seats. Still doing the same things. So don't talk to me like I'm the problem. What receipts are you saving? What does that mean? What are you planning to do with them? Win a freaking game. That's all any of us want. And I speak for the fans of every team in America and beyond when I say your fan base criticizing you when you stink is not a problem. That's the way it should be. So you go show me the team that played worse this week than the Jets did. And, and, then, and then you tell me what I should say. We're switching jobs now. I've never met Robert Sala in my life, to be clear. And everyone tells me he's a terrific guy. And he seems like a terrific guy. This is not personal. This is something I was born with. I was raised into it. My son is being raised into it the same way now. And I hope that this will be the truth for generations to come. And I hope one of them gets to see them actually win something, because I haven't. But what I guess what I would ask is, let's switch jobs. If I was coaching the team, and I'll grant you, I would do way worse. But if you were doing my job, what would you say? What would you come on the air and say? Attaboy, guys. We're going to get it. I can just tell. I could use, it's coming closer. Practice has been going really well from what I'm told. What am I supposed to say? So that really bothers me. That, that is, in my opinion, a ridiculous thing to say. What receipts are you keeping? The fans are paying attention to what your team is doing. Now, I used to work in Chicago for years, and before the Cubs got really good and won the World Series, we used to have these conversations all the time on the talk shows in Chicago when I produced them and then subsequently when I was privileged enough to host them. The Cubs did a brilliant thing as a, as a business. They developed that area on Addison Street. Anyone who's ever been to Wrigley Field, R- going to Wrigley Field is an experience unto itself. The neighborhood is called Wrigleyville. You go to a game, and it's phenomenal. I went to games. I'm in college. I'm a college kid. We used to go sit in the bleachers at Wrigley Field, and we, I, I'm telling you that when the game was over, I didn't even know who played because the experience of going to the ballpark was the experience. And there were a lot of us. We would have discussions on the air. Is that actually to the detriment 
of the team being forced to win. Because if there's going to be butts in all those seats, then there's no pressure on ownership to win. Now, they finally got it right. As everybody knows, they brought in Theo Epstein, and he did everything right, and a miracle happened, and the Cubs won the World Series. Wonderful. But the point remains, if you're just going to sit in those seats and root for your team and spend your money and cheer for them and all that kind of stuff when things are bad, then what what impetus are you placing on them to hold up their end of the bargain? We're the fans. We're doing our job. We're showing up. We're cheering. We're making noise. We're buying jerseys. That's our job. Your job is winning games. So don't tell me you're keeping receipts of the things I say. What the hell are you planning to do with those? I'm not welcome as a fan when you start winning because of the things I said when you were losing. Who the hell are you to say that to me? I've been spending my money on that team my whole life. I'm 55 years old. My father had season tickets before I was born. You're telling me I'm not welcome back when you guys start winning? I never left. I've been here the whole time. So don't tell me, oh, don't jump back on the bandwagon. There is no bandwagon. You've stunk for a decade. When you start winning, I'll be delighted. I'm not on a bandwagon. I've been rooting for the team every single day, all along. It's a roller coaster. You ride it up when things are good, and you ride it down when things are bad. You're telling me I'm not welcome if you guys start winning? That's the most insulting thing I've ever heard anyone say in my entire life. I'm the customer. I'm rooting for you. So I really hope that thought is rethought. Again, not because of me. You don't need me to make a damn bit of difference, what I think. But don't tell your fans who boo you when you're losing games that they're not welcome when you guys start winning. We're the reason that you're there in the first place. And this time, I mean it. So that really bothers me. If that's who he's talking about, if he's talking about the fans, we're not welcome back, okay. When you were coaching, and when you got out of college and you were working in business and you were thinking about it, we were rooting for the Jets. And then you started coaching and you made at San Francisco, you're in the Super Bowl. We were rooting for the Jets. And now you're coaching the Jets and we're rooting for the Jets. And you know what we're going to be doing long after you're done coaching the Jets? Which I hope is a long time. I hope he's there 15 years. I hope they win five Super Bowls. I'd give anything to see that. All I wanted in my life was to sit next to my father and watch the Jets play in the Super Bowl. We didn't make it. Now I'd like to sit with my family, my kids, and watch the Jets play in the Super Bowl. I hope to make it. So you, go, you, you take care of the winning. I'll take care of the rest. I'll take care of the being a fan part. I'm doing that part just fine. So that really rubbed me the wrong way. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's something you just say to try and motivate your players. I don't care one way or the other. All that matters to me is that you win. We're not having dinner together. So... That is my reaction to that. And I think this holds true for fans everywhere. You know, the legendary Lee Elia, if these are the real Cub fans, they, okay, you know, that's one thing. But this really felt personal. And in my opinion, misguided. So that's my reaction to that. Uh, Greeny with you with a reminder that this September, Disney Plus is back in action with exciting new premieres from Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic, and The Simpsons. This month only, you can get Disney Plus for just $1.99 for one month. Offer available now till September 19th. Then it's $7.99 a month after that. All those and more 
are now streaming. Let me bring in the assembled members of the Hashtag crew here. We've got Bubba and Nuno as usual. Again, Hembo will be back next week. Uh, he is busy uh, ter- taking care now of his brand new twins, the one named after me and the other one, uh, which is how they will be known on this show forever. Nuno, I'm just trying to regain my cool after getting a little bit upset there. I didn't mean to get as upset as I did, but the more I thought about it and the more I talked about it, the more that kind of really rubbed me the wrong way. Nuno, how are you today? What are your thoughts? I'm great. I mean, I I don't know what this feeling is of rooting for a team that seems semi-functional, right? Mm -hmm. I have a head coach and a GM that I've bought into. Uh, I don't have a head coach. Robert Sala is going down the Joe Judge line, uh, you know, uh, line. It's you're attacking people for no reason. You feel like you're flailing in the water. Um, And once you start attacking fans, because he also, in that interview with Michael Kay yesterday, what was weird about it, right, is he told the beat writers, hey, I'm keeping receipts. And then 15 minutes later, he does his weekly with Michael Kay. And you would think that maybe he should have backtracked a little bit off there. He goes on to say, yes, I'm keeping receipts. And, oh, by the way, uh, let's not forget that two years before, you know, this team was an expansion team. Um, and it was a complete disaster. And Joe, and Joe Douglas has done a great job. And I love doing it in New York because one minute they love you, the next minute they hate you. And, you know, like once you start attacking fans, you're done. I feel like there's no coming back from it. Like, and he's lost. And I think he's panicking. And that's the worst thing you want as your head coach. Yeah. So that, that was bad. Bubba, how about you? Can you cheer me up today? Many may not know this, but Bubba has an extensive history as a you know, it was a stand-up comic, and so say something funny, because I feel like we need to lighten the mood here. I've got everyone, I've never heard this room so silent. Brandon is sitting over there silent as a mouse. He feels exactly the same way I do, by the way, right? He's, he's a, a couple of years younger than I am, roots for the same team, and has all the same feelings. Bubba, how do you feel today? Well, you know, I think uh, the positive for you is, at least you're not me right now, because I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan, so, you know, I don't know what's going on with Jerry Jones and that graphic I think we saw said it, early, you know, said it all. Not going on IR, out six to eight weeks, could be back in four. I don't know what that means. That, that, I don't know what's going to on. To be clear, four and the Mets lost sense. last night, so, you know, who knows what's going on. Bassett had his worst game in months. Or, or, you know, luckily the Braves lost three in a row, so it's going to be a tight race here. So it's, it's, everything's falling apart right now for me. I, I want to make you clear on the DAC thing. In order for this move to make sense, for them to preserve a roster spot for him, he has to play within four games. Otherwise, you're right. just yeah, using the ro- It has to play insane, within yeah. four games. Otherwise, IR only takes you out four games. So if he comes back and plays in the fifth game from now, which would be the sixth game total of the season, which, oh, by the way, is the game against the Eagles, which figured to be a huge game and maybe still will be, um, you could have been on, a, on IR this entire time and nothing else would have changed except you would have had another linebacker or someone like that to run down on kickoff. So... We'll see. It, it does seem like a nonsensical move. All right, we will um, we will regroup and continue in a moment. Question of the day is really good. I got a bunch of other stuff I meant to get to. Greeny, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. I love these days where everything I plan to do just goes sideways, and in this, time, in this case, in the best possible direction. Because Jeff Saturday just walked in the door again. He was with us on Get Up this morning and just outstanding as always. And then jumped over to do first take and good enough to come over here and hang out. Yes, sir. Let's quickly get your reaction to the really big breaking news we had right at the end of TV. And and what was said over there on, uh, you know, with Stephen A and company, Jerry Jones saying they're not going to put Dak Prescott on IR, which means they're anticipating him playing in the next four games. What do you think of that? Jerry's a hope dealer, baby. Hope dealing. He's putting it out there. I love it. He's, he, he, that thing was on life support. He grabbed the paddles, popped that thing, coded whatever it is, and got him back. Yeah, listen, from, if, you're, if you're Jerry Jones, you realize your entire football season is predicated on Dak Prescott performing. I mean, it's, whatever Cooper Rush does or can do for six to eight weeks, whatever that – they all understood without Dak Prescott – their season was pretty much over. In the next two to three weeks, if it really is what he thinks it is and he can get back to throwing the football, you're going to allow Gallup to come back, hopefully, and get some reps. You're going to get, hopefully C.D. Lamb will, will, will get better at that number one wide receiver spot. Schultz, like, go through it. Your offensive line, which was a, a, a turnstile and how you hurt your hand in the first place, gets better. So you, 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 the, the philosophy would be we can get better in areas that we know we need to improve on even with Dak healthy while he's injured, and then when he comes back, we hit the ground running. That is, that's what Jerry's selling to the locker room, and, and I like where his head is. If, if it's possible without putting Dak in significant risk, I, I would do the same. We'll see. Again, it's also like one less guy to run down on kickoff, right? I mean, you, you, you're lo- using a roster spot on a player that unless there's something – miraculous here will unquestionably not play. Yeah. And listen, I appreciate that concept, but 
in a situation like this where you're talking about a quarterback versus any of those players, it's not even close. It's, you know, because like, I've, I've heard guys, oh, well. But Jeff, you know, he can't play. I mean, he can't. There's no way he can play in the right, next four but, weeks. Well, that's what, that's what, if they're saying he can play in two or three, and that's what Russell Wilson did, and his wasn't nearly as bad as they thought, and he can come out and still spin it, your chances of having a, a decent season now are back, where as opposed to you're, pro- you're going to be an underdog in every game, you're probably going to go over. But it's, 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 it's potential. Fair enough. All right, Greeny and Jeff, I have a limited time, so I'm going to run through a bunch of stuff with you. Let's get it. Aaron Rodgers, the, it was a disaster on disaster. Sunday for the Packers. Will they be okay? He's going to get his tackles back. He's going to get Lazard back. Will the Packers still win 11, 12, something for like sure. that? Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah, I have, no, I have no doubt. They played awful. They played awful against New Orleans last year. Same thing. This is a... 12-13 win team, what, two or three years in a row? This is a good football team. Their defense is better. Their defense played bad, too. Everybody's, like, overlooking. I mean, when, when, when Justin Jefferson, who you know is their clear one, has four yards of separation for the entirety of a game, your defense played bad. They're going to get better in a number of different areas. They just played horrible on Sunday. I get that their defense played bad, and I get that it looked bad. But at the end of the day, they gave up 23 points. That's not that many points. So th- th- their defense, while not a, a, a work of art, yeah. kept them in the game. You can play. But here's the thing. You can give up. When you start talking about like how they concede points, when you're up 23-7 to seven in the middle of the third quarter and you look at how anemic the Packers' offense is playing – you're going to change what you're doing as well from the Vikings, but you're going to protect the lead is what I'm saying. So it's not like they kept their foot on the gas and we're going to risk Cousins making an error to put them in harm's way. They just decided we're going to play this thing out and, and, and get a win against a division opponent. I, I respect the heck out of the way the Vikings did it. It's just don't, don't just believe that those numbers, they couldn't have gotten more, but they didn't want to risk what was potentially a bad play making get sparking – Aaron Rodgers in this vaunted comeback. So I, I have no problem with the way they played it towards the end. Greeny and Jeff, Saturday is here. You said an interesting thing to me this morning in our meeting. What did you see watching the Patriots play Ooh. Miami on Sunday? Awful. The, the, the Patriots offense was was bad. And when I when I'm and I, I mean like from a schematic coaching perspective, it was bad. Very simple on the outside, you know, like there just wasn't there wasn't anything that you looked at and were like, man, this thing is polished. This thing looks good. I mean, even even the sack that was a uh, a, a fumble for a touchdown that Ingram picks up, you know, Trent Brown steps down in like a gap scheme and, and you can clearly see where they're bringing pressure. And instead of, you know, at least taking the shot off the quarterback, he stays like hugged down in there. It's it's the, the devil is in the details. And, and what I kept saying this preseason with whether it was going to be Patricia or Joe Judge, it's not the offense that you install. Everybody understands X. So these are very smart people. So I, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be belittle them because I, they're obviously extremely good football coaches. But it's the, what are the problems in what you're installing? So if you're going to be a zone-type run team, that means there are problems running the zone. How do you fix them? If you're going to be a gap style, which they were for 20 years, you kind of know the warts on that system. If, they're, if teams give you a look, you know how to respond. If you're trying to change everything at once, it's very difficult. And that's, it looked like they were always playing two or three plays behind, and it just showed up. And you're asking a second-year quarterback with a new, with a new uh, coordinator to do something. It's just asking too much. 
much. It was ugly. What are you doing now for the rest of this day? I got first take again, oh. and then I do sports. All right, then you got to go do it. All right. So <laughs> I was I need to let you go because we're out of town, and I would keep you here because I'm fascinated by almost everything that you could conceivably have to say. Uh, final thought. Uh, true or false, Pancakes on Get Up is the single best segment in the history of television. Not a doubt. Not a doubt. If you hadn't seen it, tune in, baby, because you will get you will be excited and your day will be better for seeing it. No question about <laughs> it. And, you know, it comes with syrup. Uh, it's Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. We'll rock on here. Here's the best thing I can tell you. None of the things I meant to get in in the first hour of our show today made it. So uh, my cup runneth over with material for hour number two. Don't go away. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.